Welcome, Outsiders. You're listening to the H&H Outfitters Podcast. Is it time for music? Yeah. Hit it. Mmm. Yes. It's good. Uh-huh. This is how we do it here. Mmm. That's good. I've got my 10,000 steps, too. <laughs> Did it just buzz you? This song is so good. It really is. I don't like John Mayer. I don't like him either, but this song is good. Dude, I saw this. Uh, the song came out. I hate it when somebody I don't like makes music I like. Then I gotta listen to it. Yeah. This song is on. And then typically they make the music you don't like, or they, they make a song you do like, and you have to listen to right. 12 songs you don't like right. to get to the one you like. Stupid. Well, in the old days. In the old days. Yeah, when it was cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. Not really a problem anymore. Yeah. You know what makes a good song to me, though? I like about this. Is. You can roller skate to it. If you, I can roller skate to it, that's my thing I'm like, and then back. You, you know? Dude, dude if I get quite a bit of roller skating. I do a lot of roller skating. I'm a heavy roller skater. And, uh, yeah. That's, and hot pants wear. Think about it, though. Yeah. You know? You get I'd a tune not. like this. You get a tune, and you go, if you like a song like this, yeah. I guarantee you can roller skate to it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. There's a formula. There's something about it. There's a mathematic formula. Right. It's got a roller skate and a high. That's right. So, John Mayer, if you guys want to check it out. There Pretty you good. go. And it's a great video. It is a great video. It's a funny ass video. And I, I honestly, like, it's hard for me to turn it off. I like it that much. <laughs> anyway. All right. Thanks, John Mayer. Yeah. Thank you, John Mayer, for that. Um, you know, I think John really, uh, I think he really appreciates us including him in our podcast. Well, you know, he needs the exposure. He needs right. the exposure. He's really, he really hasn't made much of himself. No, you know, he could use the help and, you know, I just want to help the little people. That's right. That's it. Oh, here's another, here's a roller skate jam. Yeah. Do you remember Cal Skate? Yeah, I remember Cowscape with those brown skates and the orange wheels. More than that. The big carpeted boxes behind in the back. Dude, I used to skate as fast as I could at the wall, mm-hmm. hit the wall with my hands, flip over, and land on my feet. Yeah. Give it this action. Yep. And I'd lean on the wall. Mm-hmm. I was not cool. And then I even lost my while. bugle voice. <laughs> <laughs> and every once in a while, you'd get a special lady friend join you by the carpeted boxes every once in a while yeah. <laughs> I always had a special lady friend yeah. I, I that was where, that was the getting busy spot back there at Calscape oh, you don't have to tell me did a, Dustin go to Calscape I don't know if Dustin ever went to Calscape yeah. that'd be cool to find out cause if he did I guarantee you yeah he doesn't strike me as a Calscater but I'll bet you he could get down at some Calscape yeah, yeah. I would love that. You see what I'm saying, though? Oh, yeah. Pretty much anything disco-esque. Right. Yeah. Well, you could do a lot to it. You could exercise. You could jog to this. You could skate to it. Yeah. You could cook dinner. 
make sweet loving mm-hmm. if you needed to. If I if you needed, I to. could put this on and make some. Yeah, it's vigorous love making. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, this isn't sensual love making. Yeah, it's vigorous. This is getting down to. Yeah, it. yeah. this is some, this is love making that's right. typically filmed. But jumping jacks, yeah. this is great jumping jacks. Yeah, if you needed to do that that's if right. you were like a fitness guy from the fifties that still did jumping jacks. You could do this move. <laughs> where you give it this. You could do that. Uh, nice. Pretty much anything. Well, I mean, really, let's just, you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anything physical. Yeah. Yes. You could give a physical to this. <laughs> you know? You can do whatever you want. You know? Nice. So, anyway. Who's that? Was that? Daft Punk. With uh, Pharrell, uh, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? Nile Rogers. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Nah. Nile? Niles. Niles? I think. I don't, I don't know. know. He's got super badass hair. Yeah, and he does the wiki wiki cool. guitar goes, thing. Yeah. Yeah, he gives it that action. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, what else is happening? What, what do you got going on uh, that any of these people might give a shit about? <laughs> I think <laughs> so far. Says it's uh, great you guys haven't died from the water supply. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I've got water right here. Yep. Bottled water. We're, we're, we're actually in Kaiser, so I think our water's fine. But my wife was affected, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, your wife was affected? However, um, my wife gave me a bunch of crap about uh, my disaster preparedness oh, I thought that's kit. why. I thought she was affected, she, so she gave you a, a bunch of crap. crap. <laughs> that's happening. Uh, no, the... Uh, so we got this alert. The key Those of you who, don't, who aren't aware of what's going on, so here in Salem, our water supply was contaminated with algae. some algae bloom, and it was making people sick. Um, and they waited, I don't know, three or four days to tell everybody, which is great. And when they finally did, they sent out a uh, notice to everybody's phone that said, civil alert, prepare for action. And that's all it said. Yeah, prepare so for action. I was prepared. I, I grabbed my daughter out of bed and my pistol and told my wife to get the rest of the guns. But <laughs> where are we going? I took my this, pants off. This is... <laughs> I prepared for prepare action. Prepare for action. It was a different action, apparently, yeah. than I was... The my pile, wife came out with a pile like, of guns ended up being the only way you're going to get water at the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. So there was a run on water at all the grocery stores. But me, you had being a planner, I had seven gallons, actually 10 gallons, uh, stored up for just such an occasion. Make fun of me, will you? Don't. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's a water situation. They're trying to fix it here. Um you know what it doesn't affect? What? Like everything bad, you know, grown men. Yeah, exactly. Somehow. Yeah, pregnant women, children. Right. Elderly. Uh, dogs. Elderly dogs. But yeah. grown-ass grown men. Grown men. No problem. No, no problem. Yeah. I tell people all the time, if you're grown and male, and especially, if you're grown and male... Yeah. I don't need to get fired no. <laughs> from my own company. But if you're grown and male, yeah, you won the lottery. Yeah, I mean, it's not fair. No, it's not. It's just not. No, it's period. not. But you know? I guess that's nature. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if it's nature, but it's you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah. it's it's. Unf- I feel bad for everyone else because yeah, it seems like every time something bad happens, it never happens to. No. You know, I guess except for like heart attacks. That's what we got to look We get heart to. attacks and prostate cancer. Erectile dysfunction. Yep. Yeah. Which, depending upon who you're dealing with, may or may not be a good thing. You know. Um, all right. 
So great. What's going on around here this week? What do you get? What you, you've been out in the shop all yeah? Well, day. we're getting uh, the stock put in place, mm-hmm. so that means people are going to start getting their stuff faster, sooner, sooner, uh, sooner than later. We will start uh, being able to ship your stuff even faster than we currently do, and I like to think that we're already pretty quick, but um, we'll be even faster. Yeah. Um, we got the new uh, the new shirt mm-hmm. that came the out, Steelhead Salt Tea. Yep. Uh, now, why did you name it the Salt Tea? I just like the name. Oh, okay. I always, <laughs> I wondered that. Um, but yes, we got that out, and then we will hopefully have a hat and a hoodie to yep. match that. Um, what Pushing else? that. Um, working on some cool new projects on the other side of the fence uh, over yep. on our Make Me Teas side. Yep. Um, we don't really talk about that that much, no. but... Um, Go ahead. You know, a lot of you talk guys, about as much as you well, can. Well, a lot of people don't know, but I mean, we've got a, a fairly what I would like to think is a fairly prolific and and somewhat successful uh, screen printing and garment decoration business. Um, and so we've been doing a lot of work on that side, and uh, we've got some great partners, and we're in the process <laughs> of uh, negotiating with uh, a very very uh, cool partner. Yep, and. Um, to bring something new, and uh, we're excited to talk about it. And as soon as I can announce it, I will. Um, really, more so. I mean, it wouldn't do me any good to talk about it here, I guess. But um, except for the fact that I think it's a cool thing. I think uh, what these guys are doing is really, really neat, and uh, I'm very excited to be part of it. And I'm uh, honestly really grateful that they would. Uh, uh. Choose Agreed. us and give Agreed. us that. Option. I don't know how much we can divulge right now. Probably not a lot. But yeah. once we do, once we do have the green light, we will we will bring that up. And it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's not pretty cool. It's very cool. It's very it's super, very cool. It's super yeah. cool. It's a foray into something yeah. that um, is totally new for us, and uh, I think also um, is something that we have both been passionate about for a long time. So yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Um, so you're. You're doing stuff. What are you doing? We're fishing on Friday. We are. We're going to go fishing with Adam on Friday. Um, After tr- work, don't freak out, everybody. <laughs> I've been trying to get down to uh, visit Chris Clogston on the Rogue and yeah. uh, for the salmon fly hatch, but it's just it's four hours down. Which he just said hi, and yeah. Susie also mentioned that she's covered in steelhead gear going fishing with him. Yeah. And uh, sweet wrapped each yeah. I know. I I. You know, I, I told Chris that I would drop everything for the salmon fly hatch and get down there. But the pro- the reality is, is that's very, very difficult for me to do for a couple reasons. But also, it's four hours down to fish, you know, basically an eight-hour drive back and forth to fish for four hours. You know, it's it, right now because I don't have the weekends available. So I'm, I'm hoping I can make something work next week, but we'll see. But anyway, this Friday, we're going to go out and do a little bass fishing, which is cool. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about that. I haven't done that in a little bit, so that's pretty cool. This last Memorial Day weekend, went down to Triangle Lake, um, went trolling for kokanee on Triangle Lake with my family, and that was ultra fun. Yeah. Got into a bunch of fish, ate them. They were delicious. We're, uh, what do we got this weekend? I'm going to my first professional soccer match this weekend. With Mitch? Uh, no, Mitch gave me his tickets. Yeah. And I'm taking my son and my wife. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Don't invite me. Yeah. I, it's not my No thing, interest. But I'm going to go because Mitch, you know, 
Because he gave you tickets. Well, he's a good friend, and he's asked me to open my mind and give it a chance. And yeah. Damn it, I'm going to go and see what it's about. Yeah. So that no. sounds fun. And then no. what are we doing next week? You open your mind, and I will just, just yeah. almost hey, – uh, there's a little piece of me that does want to go yeah. just to experience it. Right. However, I'd much rather just give Mitch a bunch of shit about it. And if yeah. I go, I can't do it. So it yeah. sounds like more fun to make fun of Mitch. So we're, yeah, we got that. And then next weekend we up Bend. We'll be in Bend next weekend. That's right. So that'll be fun. So those of you Bendites, is that what they call them? Sure. Bendenites. I don't even know. <laughs> benders. Benders. You benders out there. Bendinians. Bendinians. We're gonna be uh we're gonna be over there next weekend. Probably go by the river pig. Say what's up to those guys. We'd be stupid um, if we didn't. And you know, we'll see what we get into over there. We're gonna take the families and have a little uh you know, a little family time. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right, so topic of today's discussion. Topic. Um Hit me with it. Heroes. Heroes. And influences. Okay. All right. This is Mikey back there is the one who gave us this topic, and I think yeah. it's a cool one. I think it's a cool one to discuss. So obviously in this business, we have created all kinds of art, uh, content, you know, everything from silly videos to serious videos to podcasts. <laughs> to, what, what, what are you doing over there? just happened uh are you do you want to do this later or am i interrupting you somebody's calling me (laughs) so we've got some uh (laughs) (laughs) love it love it okay that's why i'm one of your heroes that's right because i have fart sound effects Um, at the ready so (laughs) what the hell were we talking about Heroes. Let's go. Okay, so heroes, heroes and influences. So, you know, a lot of what we do, um, I think creatively, as a basically at our core, we're a creative business, right? Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of things are manufacturing based. A lot of things are technical based. But at its core, we we're creative. Well, you and I. Yeah, we we. You and I are creators. Yeah. You know, Mikey and I were just having this conversation. Basically, what happens is we create opportunity, really, yeah. you know, for so that everybody else that's involved in our little ecosystem here can uh, work and do their thing. Yeah. And their being good at their job allows us the opportunity to continue to create. Correct. So, yeah. Mike, chime creating. in if anybody's got anything to say. Don't uh, Don't hold back. Just yeah. don't hold back. Like just, the sound effect. Yeah. Don't hold back. Don't hold it back. <laughs> Let it rip. Make you sick. Uh, so in that, there are yes. things that have influenced us over the years that we bring to to our creative table, if you will. Um, you know, over the years, just design. We'll start with design-wise. We've We have done tons of different designs mm-hmm. over the years. And there is no bottom to what we can create in this space. I don't feel because there's just too much that we have been influenced by over the years. I mean, we had a, we had a clash t-shirt. Yeah. At one point, um, the reeling rainbow, reeling rainbow t-shirt. Um, you know, my favorite and there's some, there's some parody stuff too, but there's just, there's also the, um, aesthetically, uh, 
derivative of our heroes and sure. Um, sure. influences. And so I think, um, you know, while over the years a lot of the design has kind of fallen on my plate, there's also a ton of ideas that you've had mm-hmm. that you've put out there, but also not only put out there, but said, hey, I had this idea. Alex, Brad, whoever, can you make this a reality in one way or another? Yeah, um, I would say I'm more of an idea person than a practical application sure. type guy. But uh, I, I think I think this is a cool topic because I can think of a hundred different things that have influenced us over the years, um, you know, for, from a design perspective. But there's also from a business perspective, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that to me is the first thing I want to talk about because design is a given, right? Mm-hmm. We can go into design over and over and over and over and over. Um, about what influences us and why we do stuff. But from a business perspective, I'm curious for you, because we haven't always been entrepreneurs, maybe in spirit, but we've, we've worked for people a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm curious for you, because we don't even really talk about this, who are some of those people that kind of influenced you and got you excited to go into being your own boss? Well, as you know, I'm not a big heroes guy. No. I don't have a lot of heroes. I don't admire that many people. I could really give a shit about most of it. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I'd like to tell you that there was some person or people that that were heroes or inspirations to me as far as getting into business. Mm -hmm. And there weren't. I was born that way. I mean, you recall when we were kids, I was constantly trying to start a business. When we were 11 years old, I was trying to... Yeah. start a business doing something. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I've always had that desire to do my own thing. And, um, I think that, I think both of us have always had that desire, but there's, for me, I can think of one person in particular who made me realize that that was something that I actually wanted to pursue. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I think you probably had that more than I did. Yeah. I, always wanted to do that. I always wanted to be that person. Yeah. I think what I learned though, or what, you know, I don't know if I had inspirations, but I had a lot of influences people that I was around that I started to realize. Um, and really the turning point for me was not realizing that I wanted to be my own boss or I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but how to be my own boss and how to be an entrepreneur Yeah, and to start learning from people. Um, and, and I have a few people that became mentors yeah. um, and yeah, have kind of helped guide me. And a lot of them, a lot of people, I didn't realize I was being taught something. And then more recently I have, you know, now that I, we do this and I have yeah. all these people that work for us and all these things that go on. Um, you know, I've learned a lot about, what I was actually, I, I've realized what I was learning then. Well, you bring up a good word, mentors. Mentors, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Charlie Fassini yeah. from Freehand Graphics. And, I mean, Charlie has uh, been a huge inspiration to me as far as, you know, he's a guy that always just told me straight mm-hmm. exactly yeah. what was what. This is good. This isn't, you know. And he's the one that really, what the, the number one thing that Charlie taught me was the importance of surrounding yourself with people smarter, more experienced, and better than you. Yeah. 
That's the number one thing that he taught me because what I realized is that just through osmosis, I was better off for having been in his company. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't about him sitting down and going, you know, it wasn't about that. So I I would say that I, uh, that was the number one lesson I learned from him. And as you well know, since that time, I have sought out anyone that I think is a a valuable uh, influence on my life. Yeah. And I've, and conversely, I have tried to be, uh, be that for other people. Yeah. And I think to me, that's honestly my greatest inspirations are not the people who helped me, mm-hmm. but rather the people that I help. Yeah. That, I got a great segue there. Dustin Morris uh, comments he has an old friend and it's an artist that started a clothing line called 1MO24, meaning one more day. Yeah. He's a recovering addict, and that's what's his inspiration. And that Dustin would like to get you guys with him to maybe talk some shop and apparel printing and. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Email that. Alex at hhoutfitter.com. Yeah, but, but and that's a great example. I think when when I can when I am able to help people, uh, I always get more than I give. I always yeah. learn more from that um, because, like I said, it's, it, it, every time it it will bring to light some sort of realization where I go, oh man, you know, I I didn't realize. Well, you and I talked about this the other day with Ryan Moore. Yep. Uh, owner of mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ryanet um, and uh, ScreenPrinting.com and uh, All Made Apparel and you know a, a very by all means prolific uh, young entrepreneur. He's younger than me still, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, you know Ryan and I have had a very interesting uh, relationship. Yeah. Um, friendly, sometimes contentious. Yeah. Uh, we worked really well together sometimes we didn't work so well together uh but together we were very 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 successful the things that we were able to do as a team uh were i think more than either of us were ever capable of apart yeah um and i had a lot of what's the word i'm looking for I wasn't angry with with him, but I I, 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 I had frustration. I had a yeah. lot of frustration, and I always felt hindered by that guy mm-hmm. until until recently. Yeah, when I really realized that he never asked me to be anything other than what he asked me to be. Yeah, I inferred a lot, um, and I took a lot of liberties that weren't mine to take. Yeah. It wasn't my business yeah. at the end of the day. And it was real easy for me to make big decisions and, and say, well, you should do this and you should do that. I was spending his money. Yep. I wasn't spending my money. Yep. And, uh, That's a good point. And so I, and only through working with our employees and dealing with the things that we've had to go through, have I been able to realize <clears throat> what he was actually doing. And, yeah. and how much he had put on the line so that I could have a job and so that I could come and go from a nice building and have all these things that I had. You know, he had put a lot on the line for that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I would say that's that's really more what I have for inspiration. So who's your person? Um, well, you know, our, our dad ran his own business. Mm-hmm. He was an employee for a long time. 
Um, but he purchased his own business when we were in our teens and, um, had some success, had some failures. Um, and we worked with him, but, and I, I kind of felt like I, I, I felt like I always had a desire to be my own boss. I felt like I always had a desire to own my own business, but I honestly never, and maybe it was because he was my dad and it was always right there. You know, you kind of tend to neglect what's right in front of you. I never really looked at the, I never really looked to him as a guiding light in being an entrepreneur. Um, But when I was, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, I think 16 years old, uh, Lane Worlton gave me a job sweeping floors in his body shop. And... Lane was kind of this, is still, he's still alive. (laughs) He's this kind of gruff uh, old cowboy guy. And he ran his own body shop and he was very successful at that. Um, And he treated me like, like, you know, he, he treated me, I think the way I needed to be treated. He took you under his wing. Yeah, he did. But he... He also, you know, he'd smack me around a little bit and yeah. let me know when I was screwing up. And um, but then again, he'd also invite me to his house. And you know, I learned I learned a lot from the guy. I helped him build his second home that they um, unfortunately just lost in a fire. But they um, he he taught me a lot about work. Mm-hmm. You know, when your dad tries to tell you something about work, you're like, I don't want to hear it, Dad. Leave me yeah. alone. But when the guy, another person like him who you admire in a different way teaches you that stuff. It's really important. And I I think that that to me, I saw a guy who started something from nothing, Mm -hmm. built a successful business, had people who worked for him, who liked him, was a pillar of the community in a lot of respects and had pretty much everything. I mean, the guy didn't want for anything and he wasn't, extremely wealthy he was well off but he wasn't extremely wealthy but he didn't want for anything because he was living the life that he wanted to live and that to me is what entrepreneurship is all about that's why I look to him as a hero in that respect and a mentor because not only did he teach me about hard work but he taught me about build the life that you want for yourself and your family and that life doesn't isn't necessarily predicated on the amount of money in your bank account. Right. It's about are you doing what you want to do every single day when you wake up. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. It's hard work. All of those things. But at the end of the day, are you your own man? And are you are you living a, a life that when you're 90, you can look back and go, I did it. I did what I wanted to do. I, and I agree completely. Now, I think that there's a there's a separate side of that because I think sometimes people go, "Well, I want to do what I want to do," and they're not they're neglecting their family lives or they're you know neglecting their financial responsibilities. You know, I think that you can take it too far in either direction. But when you find that sweet spot, I think it's really cool. And that that to me was was my first. Well, I think, you know, what I realized as you're saying that is, you know, I know for me, I, I'm like a community garden. 
you know, like my, <laughs> That's a strange my dad planted the seed. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm just the soil. Mm-hmm. He's the one that planted the seed in uh, both of us. Yeah. Are, are, and I wouldn't even say, I mean, it's definitely entrepreneurial, but it's that individual. Yeah. Do what you do. Yep. Be who you are. Do your thing. And I think that's what he planted in us. And he's the one that taught us to be independent. And if people say, oh, that's crazy, you go, yeah, well, great. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then uh, along the lines, people come along and somebody waters. Yeah. And somebody fertilizes. And somebody does all these different things. And eventually you start to grow. And yeah. you turn into all these things. So you have the genesis of it, and then you have all these people put in. Barry Dresden yep, I was, was, just a, bring him was up. a massive influence yep. on me um, because what I learned from Barry Dresden was the same thing as you learned from Lane Worlton. Here's a guy who had a business basically in his garage. I also worked for Barry. You know? yeah. Barry taught me yeah. quite a bit too. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy who made beautiful Yeah. Marble, granite countertops. I mean, and I mean, literally cut it out of huge slabs mm-hmm. and, you know, shaped every aspect of it. I mean, you're talking beautiful custom work yeah. that this guy was doing without the use of his legs. Yeah. Completely all from a wheelchair. Paralyzed. You know, and um, and never said a word about it. Nope. Never bitched about it. Never did anything. And that was a huge thing for me because what I learned at that point from him is – Shut up with your excuses. Yep. You know, you think you got a reason. Shut mm. up. Just yep. shut up, you know. Yeah. And and I can go through so many different people who have come by and just sprinkled something on me that helped me grow a little bit or I said altered something. my composition. I said something. This, is, this is the weirdest thing. I said something to uh, Jenna yesterday, one of our employees here. Um it, it sound it feels weird even coming out of my mouth, but there's a part of me that kind of wishes that I would get my arm cut off or that I was in a wheelchair just so that I could show everyone that I could still do all the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because I would love that the climb of trying to get back to where I once was. Well, I think that you and I are and I think this is something that we've had to learn to direct in a positive way. You and I are always ready for the fight. Always. 100%. The fight comes, we're never surprised. Nope. And and we'll never be surprised. But what we had to learn was to be ready for the fight in a positive way. Yeah. Not to look for the fight, <clears throat> but to be ready for the fight. Correct. And I think previously we were looking for it and we would cause it where it wasn't. Because you're young and misguided. Right. Yeah. But now I think the difference is is that you're just simply alert. Mm-hmm. And when things happen, you go, A, I'm not going to quit. Yep. B, you're not going to stop me. Mm-hmm. And C, I already knew that was coming. Yeah. I was I, ahead of you. I love what you're talking about with, uh, with Barry and the, you know, what's your excuse thing. Because it's just... It, that's one. That's it. That's everything. Yeah. What? So. Yeah. yeah your excuse is really only yourself. A hundred. A hundred percent. Yeah. So your dad's an alcoholic. So what? So what? Yeah. Well, it's like we said the other day. You yeah. know, we have employees here, and everybody's got their own strife. Yeah. We have one employee here who unfortunately lost his father yeah. when he was quite young. Yeah. And you go, oh, that's too bad. Except for Jenna, 
lost both her parents yeah. when she was young. Yeah. And then you go, oh, that sucks too, except for two of our other employees never knew their dads at all. Yep. So you go, man, just when I thought I had it the suckiest, yeah. I'm actually in better shape yeah. than all these other people because yeah. I had my dad longer. I always had my mom. Yep. So shut up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like what? move on. It's, yeah. And that's, I think, the thing that I wish I could impart to more people yeah. is I, I get it. Life sucks. And? But, yeah, and. Yeah, exactly. You know? And yeah. I think that, you know, there's something that I don't. I wake up, and I'll say this one time, and then I'll never say it again. I wake up every single day of my life in pain. Yeah. Every day. You know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Every day of my life, I wake up in pain. Yep. How often do I talk about it? Never. Never. Yep. Why? Yeah. What's it going to do me? No. It doesn't do me any good. It's not going to help your day. No. What are you going to say? I'm really sorry. No. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Eventually, after a week, you're going to go, oh, this guy just wears me out. You're going to wake up in pain. Yeah. Because of me. Yeah. You know? No. And, it's, you know, it's not of of consequence because, you know, why? So um, I got, uh, you know, who knows why? Well, it's like that's why I say, you know, there's secretly I almost wish that something would happen because I – have been blessed with good genes, right? You know, and haven't taken that great a care of myself over the years, and nothing. Yeah, I go get a physical. I expect to see a laundry list. I got nothing. Right now, at I've always said it like fifty seven. I'm going to get everything, sure. and I'm going to have two weeks to live, and that's it. The end of me. But you know, it's it's almost because you're like, wow, you know, at what point am I going to have to? climb mm-hmm. you know i'm ready for it no matter what it's weird it's a weird thing to talk about well i also think though in talking about heroes yeah. you know one of the reasons i don't have heroes is because i think that the notion of heroes is lame um i don't it doesn't make sense to me that i would turn someone into a hero uh, it's why well i mean what have you done um uh, Mentors, though, is a, it's a different thing. Well, that's what I say. Yeah. An influence, a mentor. There are yeah. people that I admire. There are yeah. people that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But I don't put somebody on the level of a hero because they're still just a human being. Yeah. It's the same thing I feel about these people who are all caught up on famous people. Yeah. You know, oh, this guy's famous and that guy's famous and I want to hang out with them. And, oh, if I only got to meet this guy. <laughs> Why? What are you gonna? What's I he, met some famous people. I met a day. lot of famous <laughs> they're people. Usually, yes. What are they? Go, yeah. Well, in the awkward just like is, you and me, though, is that I you mean, meet them and they don't, you know, you, what do you want them to do? Yeah, a dance. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, are, are they gonna cast a spell on you? It's just a human being. <laughs> you have put them into this elevated status, Correct. right? Correct. That's the same thing I was saying too. I had a conversation with our mom the other day. Yeah, and I said, listen. Here's the thing about family, right? People go, well, it's your mother. You should do this. And I go, yeah, great. It's made up. Yeah. I don't care. You don't have any rights Yeah. <laughs> because we're, we, we're the same family. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't care if you're my sister or my brother or my aunt or my uncle or my mom or my yeah. dad. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. You know, well, it doesn't well, give you license. But people will say, well, they're your family. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. what does that mean? 
It's made up. Yeah. It's a construct of our own making that we've decided, well, this person has the same last name as me. They must be more important and get off for everything shitty they do. Yeah. No. It doesn't work that way. No. The reality is, is that we cruise through life and there's a human here and a human here and a human here and a human here and we all do different stuff. But – in our heads, for whatever reason, we choose to place a different level of importance on certain people, whether mm-hmm. they're famous people or family members or members of clergy or yeah. you know people that are in government or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, and you cannot expect people to be anything more than people. They're not special. So there are people who I who have. Um, there are people who have made something of themselves. Sure. And you can look up to their accomplishments. The person is a part of that. But I, I, there are people who I've never met who I look up to their accomplishments and their uh, experience and expertise, whatever it may be. Um, who out there that you admire their accomplishments um, and or expertise or whatever that you haven't met that you think you would like to sit down and just pick their brain? Barack Obama. That, yeah. That's Barack a good Obama, John McCain. John McCain. I watched that documentary last night. It was fantastic. Yeah. John McCain, Barack Obama. I don't know why I'm talking politics, um, but, I, but, you know, I, I have a great, High office is a pretty high accomplishment. Yeah. I would have loved to have met Ronald Reagan. Um, I think, um, I don't know why those people impress upon me the way that they do. I think it's because the waters that you have to navigate to get to where they were and to do the things that they have to do, Mm -hmm. I'm impressed with. I'm impressed with that, that aspect of it. As you well know, my primary focus in the world and my favorite thing to study and break down is interpersonal communication. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I those people, it's not titans of industry because you know, I, I watched a thing yesterday. Spanx. Yeah. yeah. Spanx is worth like one point nine billion dollars now. Mm-hmm. Right? And what have you really done? <laughs> I mean, literally the woman cut the legs off of control top pantyhose. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's how she came up with the idea. Yeah. And you're smart. I give credit where credit is due. Yeah. All the things I'm not trying to downplay this woman's business by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. Great for you. I think it's awesome what you've done. But comparatively. But it doesn't impress yeah. me because <clears throat> elsewhere in the world, there are people with far better ideas. Yeah. That are not going anywhere. Yep. Simply because, for one reason or the other, the brakes didn't fall in yeah. their favor. Yeah. That's it. It's not because they're dumb or lazy or any of those reasons. Yeah. There's so much luck involved when it comes to a business mm-hmm. that I can admire the work ethic. I can admire a lot of things. But when you look at something where people have to get in a room and they have to make these huge decisions that affect millions and millions of people and they have to do it with people who have such vehement 
opposition to their thoughts and feelings, yeah. it's it's impressive to me. No, it's and honestly, I, I think the reason I would want to talk to them is to just simply ask, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you have those civil conversations with somebody who is so in opposition to you? So that, that, that would be my people. I, yeah, okay, I aside from politics, though. Aside from politics, yeah. so do you mean like maybe, maybe a different angle too? Who was a trailblazer for where you think you are now? Like, who did things that you can see yourself almost kind of like following in a sense? Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult for me because I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't care about anyone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I don't look to people. Yeah. I don't admire people. I don't. I don't think so about it. Flip it around, then. Then who did you look at and go? I am not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of people yeah. that, I, that I don't want to be like. Um, one of whom is our current president of the United States. Um, because I don't. I don't want to do business that way. Yeah. I don't want to be. Um, I, I. You know. I've, I've always wanted to be a person that is a person of integrity. I don't ever want to be called. Um, to account for for hurting people yeah. or for putting people out, I people I admire. I guess if I do admire people, I admire people. You know, the reason I said John McCain is not mm-hmm. because he's a politician. Yeah. What I admire most about John McCain is the fact that he was a prisoner of war, and at a at a point he was in a POW camp for about four and a half years, I believe. Yeah. And about two years in, they came to him and they said, "Listen, we know who your family is because he comes from basically naval royalty." Yeah. Um, and they said, "We know who your family is, and you know we're going to send you home." And he said, "No. Yeah. I wasn't the the first guy captured, and our system says that first in, first out, and." There are people that have been here longer than me, and they deserve to go home before I do. Yeah. And he went back to getting his arms broken and yeah. stuff like that. That's what I admire about that guy. Not so much – I mean, again, his his interpersonal skills and all that other stuff is fascinating to me. But I do admire people, whether it's in business or in, um, in just in life, who succeed – Without having to shit on people, yeah, that's what I. That's who I admire. And honestly, there aren't that many of those people. No, if you dig deep enough, you'll find that most people found a way to shit on someone else. Yeah, and I used to admire people like, um, uh, and I do. You know, Tony Shea is yeah. is a guy that I am fascinated with. Um, but I think that. The truth is, if you dug into Tony Shea, you'd probably find out that he shit on some yeah, people. Yeah. Um, I used to like, you know, I'm fascinated with guys like uh, uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. You know, I think that guy's fascinating, you know, what he's doing and the ways that he's doing it and the the drive with which he moves forward and drives innovation. Um, any of those kind of people. But to me, what I admire most in, in people are, I don't care if you made $5 or $5 billion. It's did you live your life and accomplish everything you could without knowingly stepping on somebody else to do it? Yeah. Because that, that to me is the true measure. If you can help other people, if you can bring yourself up and bring other people with you, that's a big deal. That's why I don't like Walmart. Yeah. Because too many – 
there's too many rich people at the top. Mm. And you walk in there and there are people who literally work full time and can't take care of their family. I don't I don't agree with that. Yeah. If you're working full time for a company and you and that company again, if you have people at the top that are making disgusting amounts of money and you have the person at the bottom that literally can't feed their family, that's not right. I, I just don't believe it. I don't believe in, in doing business that way. Or and, if you're the person on the outside that makes your own art and it gets stolen by them and so undersold right. from you and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Right. I mean Right. So. Yeah, so that's that's my thing. It's complex, but I mean, you know, I'm I what do you I know that you have a great admiration uh for Gary Vee. Yep. Um I, I know that you really like his uh, straightforward nature and the matter-of-fact way in which he does things. Um, and, you know, I, I do want to say one thing before I turn it over to you. Rooster McConaughey and Butch Killen. Yeah. Um, those two guys, I would say if there's any two guys that I would pick up the phone and call just to ask a question of, it would be those two guys because – as crude as, as they can be, and not Butch so much. Rooster can be yeah. a pretty crude guy. It's fun, though. It's all mm-hmm. in lighthearted fun. But, you know, all the things that they can be and all the ways that they come off, at the end of the day, two of the sweetest, kindest, most generous human beings that I've ever met. Yeah. And they don't need to be. They could, they could literally tell everyone to get fucked if yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. So I, I do have to say those two guys have really impressed me. And their generosity with you and I, yeah, they have no reason. They don't need to be generous. They don't need to. Us. They've never needed to. Nope. Not since day one when we appeared on their TV show. They could yep. have written us off and told us to get out. Yep. And they didn't. And far uh, from it. And no, far far from it. They've really, uh, you know, they've been a, a, a great influence on us. So other than Gary V or, or Gary V Plus, uh, you know, well, you it just uh, there's a lot. I, I think for me. The more so, the guy's Gary V's shtick makes me laugh. But his he's he's just a he's a practical, intelligent person, mm-hmm. and I think that I think that what I admire what I admire in him is what I admired in Lane Worlton. It's what I admire in um, stories that I've heard about my wife's grandfather, who I never met. Stories I've heard and read about. Guys like John Wayne, you know, I mean, what what I admire in those people is work ethic mm-hmm. because the, where these people get – none of those people were, you know, thought of as the smartest person in, in the room all the time. But they just outwilled and outworked everyone around them because – and that, that, that's the one thing about, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk that I think is most admirable is that, you know, he will say, go do this, 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 and this, and you'll be successful, knowing that 99% of the people won't do it mm-hmm. because it's too hard. I shouldn't even say hard. It's just work. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do it. And that, to me, is is – is what has always been I that's what I've always been attracted to in mentors is the people who do the work. What's sure. so fascinating fascinating to me about um Gary um Bracel, yeah is the work that the guys put in yeah. to everything. Yep. He did the work and he understood that it took 
putting yourself in a situation where you focused on what you did the best and had a team of people who could do all of the things that you can't do and doing the work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it seems, at least from what I know of the guy, he's in a position where he doesn't have to do so much work all the time, like physical work or whatever. Um, but I think that that to me is is what is is attractive in a mentor is the people who understand that no matter what you do, no matter what industry you're in, if you outwork everyone around you, you will be successful. That's and true. and I think that that's that's huge to me. Well, uh, you can't take that away. You can't take it away. The smartest guy in the room, good creative, can blow him out of the water. Well, and here's the, the most creative person in the word room. The smartest guy can blow him out of the water. But the guy who never stops hustling, right. or gal, will always win. Yeah, always, every time. Just simply by sheer will. You can will yourself to success. Well, it's like you know, um, you know, you you and I have many conversations, and a lot of them end with you saying, "Well, yeah, but what if they what if they decide to screw you?" Yeah. And and I always say the same thing every single time. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. And you always go, well, what do you mean you're not worried about it? Yeah. And I go, yeah, I'm not worried about it. The reason I'm not worried about it is the same thing that you started this conversation with. I'm not, my well is deep. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. How many times have I been screwed over? Many. many. Yep. Many times. I should be, by all accounts, way more financially successful than I yeah. am today. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. Why? Because some people who know who they are yeah. didn't do the right thing. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And that's their business. But you know what? Good. Take yeah. your money. Yeah. Go do your thing. Because every single day, you got to get up. Yep. And you got to look yourself in the mirror and go, oh, remember that dude I screwed over? Yep. So I could have another car yep. or this nicer house or better countertops or whatever it is. Yeah. Great. And just when you think you're in cruise control... And you've gone, oh, well, I just had to make that well, screw over that one guy, and now I'm in cruise control. Guess what I'm doing? Yeah. Still working. Yeah. Still going. Yeah. And then when I get there, I'm not going to have to turn around. I'm not going to have to look in the mirror every day mm-hmm. and say, oh, what have I done? Yeah. You know, what have I done? And and that's that's important to me. And and that comes from exactly what you said. That's just getting up and knowing that I can work. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think there's a great comfort in that. There's a great comfort in it for me that, that was instilled upon me by my mentors um, that made me – there's a confidence that comes with that. Mm-hmm. There's a comfort and a confidence that comes with knowing that regardless of what happens, you're going to be fine. And I think that you to go into being uh, your own boss, to, to being an entrepreneur, you have to have that – you have to have that. You have to be able to say, well, I'm rolling the dice here, but if it all goes to shit, I'll be fine. Be just fine. I'll work at McDonald's, yeah. whatever I got to do, yeah. you know, I'll be fine. Yep. Um, because I know that as long as I have a brain, I'm going to do something. And will. And will. You know. That's it. Just get up every day and will it. Yeah. There, no. is, a, there is a real comfort, um, almost a, uh, a cockiness. That comes from it. And I think that sometimes that can come across, uh, unfortunately. I think I know that I've been in situations where my the, – the 
confidence, bravado, if you will, that has been instilled in me by the people that taught me the value of that. Uh, Lane Whirlton, Barry Dresden, our dad, the Van Radens, um, I, a huge group of people that I've worked with, even uh, Mike Renaski, Jake Steele, who I think of as a mentor in a lot of ways um, and a good friend. These people have taught us or me about being confident in yourself. And I think that sometimes that confidence can come across as cockiness or arrogance. And if that's the case, so be it. I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. Because I think that the smart people will see past that. I think, I think you're right. And I think the other thing, you know, and this is a lesson that I learned young and I learned from Dustin uh, Parsons and, Mm -hmm. you know, who, you know, is not only my best friend, but probably the single greatest influence on my entire life. Yeah. And, um, that guy taught me early on, don't say you're going to punch someone unless you're ready to punch them. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. And it was one of the first lessons that he taught me. But what he was really saying is, if you say you're going to do some shit, you better be able to do yeah. it. And if you can't do it, just shut up. Yep. And don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Because if you say nothing, then they don't expect anything from you. Yep. But if the minute you start talking and they turn around and go, oh, really? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you go, uh, you're lost. Yep. You're done. Yep. Just shut up. Yep. You're better off to be quiet and then wait for your chance to say something smart. Yep. That's it. And uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's a great uh, Zig Ziglar yeah. uh, deal. I don't know. It's, you know, Zig has yeah. five billion things. But at one point he he was delivering a, a message. He was on stage and he had an old hand well, yeah. a pump well. And he used to bring this thing out and he'd start pumping it and he'd go and he would tell the story of this guy is pumping <clears> this, this thing and he's pumping, and he's pumping, and he's pumping, and he's pumping, and he's pumping. And then he would stop. Oh, I'm tired. Well, when you stop, all the pressure builds up, all the water goes back to the bottom. And it was his whole thing was don't stop. Don't stop what you're just you gotta keep going until <laughs> yeah. the water comes out. Yeah. But once the water comes out, now it's smooth mm-hmm. and it's easy. Mm-hmm. You just keep the water coming out. Yeah. That's it. But the key is having the wherewithal to pump the well to get the water from the bottom yep. up to the spout. Yeah. Once it's coming out of the spout. You're in cruise control. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people uh, mistake. You know, and I know we're running a little long, but I'm going to tell the story. So this guy comes to my house this weekend or whatever day it was, Monday. Yeah. Monday, yeah, Memorial Day. Shows up. Uh, Joseph was his name. Joe, uh, I can't remember. His last name is hard to pronounce. But uh, nice young guy selling Terminex. Uh, wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, do this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so he and I, he was talking, you know, I have this thing and that thing and all these deals. And um, we we got to talking about, you know, kind of the whole thing. And he goes, well, I'll call you tomorrow to follow up. And I said, okay, cool. And so he called me yesterday and he was like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, we're not going to do your Terminex thing. And he was like, well, listen, that. And I said, listen, man, it's obvious to me that you're trying hard. I said, what is, what's your deal? And he's like, well, you know, I'm from the Bronx and I'm out here and I'm trying to, I, I'm into fitness. Yeah. I really want to, you know, get my a business going. And he has all these ideas. And I was like, let me, 
let me teach you a couple of things about being an entrepreneur, about be doing what you want to do and being honest and forthright. And I, and I said, you know, nothing about what you – and I started reeling back to him what he told me yeah. at the thing. And I remembered every little nuance of what he was telling me about Terminex. And I was like, that's cool, but you never looked at me. Yeah. You never talked to me. You could have won me over without any of that. Yeah. Just, hey, what's going on? This is what I do. I'm Joe. Yeah. Nice to meet you. I'm out here. This is my thing. You know, is that a problem for you guys? You got something like that that we could help you out with? Or, you know, and, that, you know, who knows? I don't my sure. wife makes all those decisions yeah. anyway. But the point of the whole thing is is that this dude, I will give him, he was out there. He was hustling. He was hustling. And I started talking to him. He's like, well, I do this and I do that. And I'm part of this group and that group. And I'm like, man. And I, but the one thing I told him, go find mentors. Yeah. You got to go find mentors. And so I think that, you know, to me, that's kind of the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, you know, is is a seeing the opportunities in guys like him mm-hmm. and being able to take that opportunity myself because I felt good just talking to him. Yeah, I didn't shut him down and tell him, "No, get off my phone. Mm-hmm. You're wasting my time." I tried to help the guy out, but B, I had an admiration for a guy that would come all the way from the Bronx yeah. to Portland and walk up and down streets in Salem selling Terminix memberships. Yeah. Because on Memorial Day, yeah. the rest of us are barbecuing. Doing something. Joe's going door to door selling yeah. Terminix memberships. Yeah. It's a cool deal. Um, wrap it up. Favorite superhero. Favorite superhero. First of all, let me say this. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to get confused about me. And my political beliefs. <laughs> so don't if you have comments about my political <laughs> beliefs that you think you know, don't waste your time. They won't be read. No one's going to care. And you probably don't know my political beliefs the way you think you do anyway. So let me say that. Yeah. Um, favorite superhero of all time. Mm-hmm. Haven't you asked me this before? I don't think so. That's where we went over this. Better than that. Favorite. I was going to say more. Favorite WWF, 80s WWF wrestler. Um, well, now you have me all going on Morph. You know Morph, right? Yeah. X-Men? Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Just the cool. I don't know why I always liked him, but he was cool. Um, favorite wrestler. Wow. Well, that's easy. That's a really, really easy. I think you. I'm going to give you a guess at what my favorite 1980s wrestler was ultimate warrior i don't know i can't believe you don't know this you were the victim of superfly superfly mm-hmm. yeah i victimized yeah. you with superfly <laughs> jumps you couldn't get anywhere near a swimming pool nope. Nope. through the 80s because nope. i would super i never enjoyed them but that's why i don't like swimming yeah this is the reason why i don't like I swimming. literally superfly jimmy snook yeah i could ne- we had a pool in our backyard and i could never enjoy being yeah. in the pool because i was Every thirty seconds, being jumped on. It would, it would. The craziest part would be he'd be in there. He wouldn't know where I was. I could be fully clothed, <laughs> and he'd get super flied yeah. in two seconds. Yeah. Do you have one? Eighties wrestler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I think my favorite 80s wrestler would probably have to be... Ravishing Rick Rude. No. 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 Brutus the Barber Beefcake? No. Although I did like him. I know you did. I did. I think my all-time favorite would be Macho Man. I was going to say Macho Man. Yeah. Damn it. I think yeah. I think it was Macho Man. Yeah, Macho. I, I never really in, put that much thought into it, but if I had to guess, I would say Macho. I got to bring in my 12-inch. You know, bring in the whole collection. I should. Yeah. Them all. I, I have yeah. them all. Yeah, I've got, dude. Oh, wow. I got the whole yeah. thing with the WWE. That's perfect for a fan club. Uh, uh, favorite superhero for me, though, Batman, hands down, Batman. Batman, 100%. not a superhero. I know, but that's why. That's why because he Just outworked. A rich guy. He outworked all the yeah. other people. Yeah. yeah, he did. I could go with that. He had. His parents taken from him when he was yeah. younger. But he was rich. He was rich, true. But the guy could have been a mess. Chose not to be. I think he was a mess. Nah, he wasn't a mess. Don't ruin it for him. He's a rich guy. Don't ruin it for him. He's basically Leonardo DiCaprio with a cool costume. No. Yeah. No, no, because uh, Leonardo DiCaprio would be a terrible Bruce Wayne. Well, yeah. He's Actually, he would be a great Bruce Wayne. He'd be a terrible Batman. That's the thing. So Ben Affleck makes a great Bruce Wayne. Terrible Batman. Yeah, he does make a terrible. Uh, what I don't understand is why does he all of a sudden have to talk all strange? When he puts the Batman suit Yeah, on? so you don't understand who he is. Come on. It's it's a part of the thing. It's built in. I uh, hate it. That's the... Uh, it's dumb. That's the Christian thing. Bale was the best. Hands down. Uh, I'm no. A, I'm a fan of Michael, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I'm a fan, but... Dude, Christian Bale. The first thing I thought of was with the Salem water situation was the Joker yeah. has tainted the water system. Oh God! It is, <laughs> dude, all I somebody can needed to do that. If the Joker busted in and he was playing that Prince music, yep, he could take my life. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. As long as he does it to a Prince soundtrack, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. That was a long one, but a good one. Yeah, that's what she said. Got Bye. one more shout out real quick just to Hussein yeah. said hey. Who? Hussein. Hussein. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That's it. Oh, that's it. Yep. Hello. Hussein. How are you? Everybody else, <laughs> how you doing? Thank you very much. Uh, hey, do us a favor. Let us know what you think of these. Yeah. Um, you know, if nothing else, um, and I know that we live in a world where it's easy to push a button, but even a couple words, I like it, this sucks, you suck. Whatever you want to type, um, yep. I, I'm cool with it. But it would be—I would love to hear personally what if you like it, what you like. If you don't like it, why it, don't you like well, it? If you listen to this on on Google Play or Anchor or iTunes, leave a rating. You know, I mean, yeah. those ratings really do help, yeah. and we appreciate it. And well, lets us it lets us know what content to to continue to do. And if you yeah. enjoy it, let someone know about it because yeah. it's, Share it. it's really easy to just say, "Hey, I." I listen to this thing I like. Maybe you'll like it too. Give it exactly. a Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Um, make like Sam Elliott and share it. Get it? Share it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Okay.